Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the Kick and Cover podcast. Uh, today we have Coach Brock Ballweber with us. He is the special teams coordinator at Legacy High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, Coach. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. As I, as I said before, we came on. I'm a little tired, but getting this state yeah. clinic done, all this, and by the time this airs, it, that'll be long over, thankfully. And um, but yeah, the kind of grind of getting doing this stuff, the state clinic, teaching, family. It's 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 a lot. Yeah, it's it's the off season, coach. Yeah, there's no such thing, coach. <laughs> that's right. Actually, no. That month after the season, that's your off season. It's a, yeah, you get a month. A little breather. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we before we get started, I mean, we mean you talked a little bit off of air about, but for those who don't know you, what, how did you end up at Legacy? What's your kind of background? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, I'm in Bismarck, North Dakota. It's where I was born, raised, grew up here. Um, <clears throat> played high school ball here. Played college ball here at a small D2. Um, got my intro to coaching actually in Wyoming is where I cut my teeth in Gillette. Uh, coached running backs down there. Very successful program at the top. You know, Wyoming, like North Dakota, is a pretty rural state. But um, the biggest high school, there was a big high school down there in Gillette. There's about 2,000 kids in the high school. Um, really fell in love with coaching down there. Um, worked with a lot of really good people. Um, and then when I came up here, it was a really nice opportunity. The guy who is our head coach now was one of the position coaches uh, at the college I went to. And so I came up here and joined him. And uh, in 2013, we built this thing along with a few other guys that are still on staff from the ground up. Uh, so we started in 2013 with just freshmen. Uh, we've got <clears throat> five varsity seasons under our belt. And um, we, we still... Unfortunately, we're still waiting for our first playoff win in school history. Uh, we've had plenty of successes. We've had a lot of kids go on to play college ball. Um, we had our first Division One kid get signed um, in January. But, um, you know, slowly but surely we're building this thing, and uh, it's been fun. Well, yeah, that takes time, Coach. That doesn't happen overnight. And like I said, anytime you take on a project like that, that can be, that can, that can, that can be daunting. But, I mean... I mean, it's set. I mean, it takes a while to build. Like I said, the old ad Rome wasn't built in a day. All that lovely right. stuff. So I mean, um, so like we kind of talked and we kind of went back forth with some ideas on kickoff, PAT, field goal, um, and I think we kind of settled on kind of some of the formation and background stuff you guys do. Um, do you want to kind of explain kind of what you guys do and kind of what makes you guys different before we get yeah. into film and all that? So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I started doing this, um, we call them pods. And uh, there's four pods on the, in, in a 
fairly unique formation before we start. Um, and uh, it's just, it's another little wrinkle, something for opponents to prepare for or not prepare for, which we would prefer. Um, <laughs> and it's just a little wrinkle that, uh, that can catch teams off guard and it can uh, lead to some cheap points. Uh, you know, two is more than one. So just a little wrinkle that we like to put in and uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll shift from from our pods into our regular PAT formation, um, and we'll still run fakes out of the traditional PAT set as well. Uh, again, just trying to to get some cheap ones uh, when we can. Okay, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think I have a buddy that has like a whole Rolodex of those, just for a prep standpoint. I, I, if you watched episode one, that he talked a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I had to prep for that. God, what was it? Um, week last week of the season, so we had a team that did it. Um, that, I mean, that was their base. They, they, I mean, they just run fake ninety percent of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I think it gives you an interesting dynamic if you can run it well. What I mean, where did you kind of, like I said before we get into the film and stuff? Where did you go to research and develop that? Is that something you you just kind of I oh, I've seen that and I want to kind of dig more into this? How how did you kind of evolve into that? So, so that's a really good question. There's, there's probably a two-part answer to that. Um, I, you can probably see the Mizzou pennant behind me. Um, that, that's where I got my master's. But um, full disclosure, uh, I'm an Oregon Duck fan. And, of course, back when uh, Chip Kelly and the Ducks were kind of in their heyday, in their prime, um, they would come out and most games after their first score, they would go for two and always do it out of a uh, – very creative set, uh, untraditional formations, uh, motions, snaps going different directions. Um, and so that's where I really, you know, I approached my head coach, of course, and I said, I think, I think we should do some of these things. I think um, it's something fun for the kids to get engaged in. Um, high school football has to be fun. It's a game. And so that's why we do it. That's why we coach. That's why we played when we were kids because it was fun to do. And so this was just one of those dynamics where it was enjoyable for the kids and um, got some input from them as well. And uh, just a fun little way to, to seize momentum. If you're, if you score first on a team, especially if you do it quickly, um, there's, there's a psychological factor of, of eight zero. That's a little different than seven zero. Um, it can cause your opponent to chase points. Um, Unfortunately, we've been in a situation too. This is only <clears throat> this really only happened once to us, um, where we failed to convert, and then we had to chase points too, which which is sort of the uh, you know when you when you gamble or when you're aggressive, you can it can it can nip you sometimes too, right? But um, more often than not, we're, we're certainly more successful than we're unsuccessful with it. Now, how much how much has this system morphed over the past couple of years for you guys? Yeah. Great question. Um, so we've been pretty consistent over the last three years. Um, um, after the first two years, um, we added a couple wrinkles here and there. Uh, we changed the alignment of our wings, and that's still something that I'm trying to uh, trying to mess with a little bit too. 
but for the most part, um, it stayed pretty consistent. Um, we've added some motions and things. I don't have any clips of our motions in here. Um, but, uh, I guess from a morphing standpoint, really the only thing we've added are some motions. Okay. So this is again, what we call our pods. Um, can you see my cursor? If I'm yep. circling? Got everything. Okay. Good. Great. So, uh, this one to the left, this is called pod one. Um, Obviously, we've got our guard tackle here who are aligned like they would be next to each other in a traditional PAT set, but they are set out on the hash. Um, we've got who actually becomes our, our wing here, uh, usually a, a bigger body wide receiver or a uh, running back type body. And then set in behind him, we've got um, the guy who will become our, our end. Uh, in our traditional PAT formation, and uh, he's usually a, a tight end body um, with an with an eligible number there. And then we align our kicker sort of in a fullback spot here. Uh, this middle one is called Pod Two, and we've got our, our long snapper here marked with a C. We've got our kicker with a K, and then I put Q here. Uh, that's our holder. All right, so we've got our our holder, which is usually a backup quarterback. I think most. Most high schools will have a backup quarterback or a skilled kid. Um, we've had either a backup quarterback or um, our free safety, who is a really good baseball player as well. Someone who's used to, to handling the football right here. So that's pod two. Right here, you've got pod three. Again, you get your guard tackle here set just outside the hash. Um, and then another fullback tight end tight body here. This is pod three. And then we've got out here this lone receiver who's on the line of scrimmage. Uh, we consider him pod four. And uh, again, he's uh, usually a, a bigger body, goal line, taller set type of receiver uh, over there. And so we've got, you know, we've got the option to direct snap here to this player. Um, it'd be a sideline call. We'd call one. And it'd be a direct snap from our... Uh, from our center to this player, we've got two. And if we call two, it's just a direct snap here to the quarterback. Uh, and he's looking to run. And our kicker, who, as you might guess, probably isn't a great blocker. Um, he'll kind of he'll whiff on a block if there's a player to block that's aligned above this pod two. And he'll sort of whiff and he'll curl up here um, for, for a little pop pass. Yeah. option um, over here is three right if you call three again that's a direct snap and of course um, with this long snapper he needs to be a you know he needs to be a decently skilled football player uh, that can snap directionally um, without a snap infraction and again as you might imagine that's something we practice plenty uh, in order to execute that <laughs> and then out here uh, we've got We've got our pod four with this lone receiver. If we call four, um, it's essentially an RPO to the pylon for our holder or quarterback. Um, he, he's rolling out here. He's attacking the pylon. Uh, and at the same time, our, our wide receiver out here is running the blaze out. Um, you know, he's, he's selling, he's selling the post and then he's, he's slamming on the brakes and he's running the back line of the end zone uh, to that back pylon. Uh, in the meanwhile, the quarterback's 
on a on a foot race to the to the front pylon there, um, taking his options, trying to score two points. How do you now? How many different looks do you get from opposing schools for this, or is it usually pretty universal at this point? So at this point, we're getting pretty universal looks, and that's why we're starting to incorporate uh, some motions to try to gain some numbers advantages. Um, early on, we got um, by far the easiest one, coach, as is, is you might imagine, is two, right? Direct snap it for holder, and he runs in. Uh, for a cheap two points. Um, and so a lot of times, like if we are now that, now that we've got film going back a couple years, um, when we are going through this during the week of practice, uh, when we touch on this on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on our week, um, we essentially will have our scout team line up and I've just, I'd call it man to man. Okay. Put four guys over pod one, three over two, three over three, and then, and then go man-to-man on the receiver out there. Um, but it's remained pretty consistent. I think, I think teams like to try to just go man-to-man, um, but if they are uh, if they're sleepy or if they miss a line, uh, again, this is a special teams unit, and in high school football, I think some programs naturally will spend more time on special teams than others. And... Um, we have some opponents that do a really good job and we realize that, um, you know, we might have to be a little more what I would call vanilla during that week um, because they do prepare well for it. Um, but we have some programs that we feel traditionally that we can take advantage of uh, and steal some points on. And so this is, this is after we've come in from a, uh, you will get the sideline and we'll get the end zone cut. Um, this is something we'll call from the sideline. Uh, this is me here, and I'll give this call from the sideline. Uh, in addition to those to those pod fakes, uh, we will also do sort of your um, I don't know if you want to call it your Charlie Brown type type play where where the holder is going to pull it from the kicker, uh, and then we'll and then we'll uh, make it a race to the pylon. Uh, you know, going either either to this right pylon, offense's right, or the offensive left pylon. Um, in this one, in our in our week of prep studying film, uh, we saw this this team, uh, this opponent. This is from the 2019 season. Um, this opponent traditionally would rush from our left, and so uh, this is the first touchdown of the game. This is, um, gosh. What is this? Play seven. So we got our kickoff. Uh, we <laughs> we recovered an onside kick to start this game, and so four plays later or five plays later, we scored, um, and uh, you know we're ready to have a good day. So I'll roll this here. Uh, we've just come in from our pods formation. Um, I have our wings facing perpendicular to our ends. Um, again, this is something I think I want to toy with, but, um, what it does allow us to do is on these kinds of fakes, uh, you'll see our wing, uh, I, I teach him to step with this back foot and, and keep this front foot in concrete, um, to make a, a seal here with the end. But, uh, when he does his step out, he can sort of show that. And then from there, he's running uh, about a yard or two deep here into the end zone. 
off of the fake. So we're pulling it there, racing the pylon, uh, get that in the way a little bit. So there you go, you can see it again. Uh, here, here's the end zone view. Um, again, something, something you can study demeanor of kids too. Um, you can kind of tell, you know, uh, hate to pick on a kid, of course, but, um, you know, this, this young man is not really engaged or ready to, to play this snap. Um, you know, sometimes we're, we're talking, we all coach high school football. It's 15, 16, 17 year old kids. Um, you know, they're not necessarily engaged. Again, we had just scored off of the fifth play from scrimmage. And so, um, you know, to kind of take advantage of, of some nap time here as well. Again, leading up to that week, it's a hard rush from our left. And so they're, they're coming hard. So we see that little fake. Let our athletes work in space a little bit. Um, this one starts a little late. Uh, you can see our pods here. Um, I know the next clip has the sound on, so I apologize for that. Our, our camera guy had the, the sound on on our end zone clip, but you can see here we're in our pod look. Uh, we've got we've got two over three in the middle pod. Um, this was a few years back. I think this was in twenty. I want to say twenty seventeen. And uh, we had a really good, really good backup quarterback here, a very physical football player. Um, he, he's throwing javelin. He's a D1 javelin thrower now, a big, strong kid. And uh, we just snapped the ball to him, and he weighed, he weighed about 220 pounds as a junior in high school. So uh, we just snapped the ball to him. Yeah, and we've got... We've got sound here. I apologize for that. You know, they're playing the school song. But you can see here, we've got three. They've got two, right? And so we feel really good about that um, when we've got a numbers advantage. And again, this is me calling it from the sideline, um, just yelling two at them. And it's pretty easy two points. You kind of, I was talking about that whiff block earlier. Uh, this is our kicker. Or this was our kicker that year. Um, another great athlete. We've been blessed with some really good athletes here. Um, he was an all state wide receiver. He was our kicker. Um, <laughs> and now he's a division one high jumper. So we have some pretty good players here. And, uh, He's just gonna he's gonna whiff on this, but it's enough to hold this player here. Not really know, and uh, we get a walk in two points there. Here's another look in our pods. Again, you've got a team sort of scrambling here. Um, we had we had some opportunities in pods here. But um, again, from the week of scouting, I felt better about once again, uh, seeing a heavy rush from our left. Uh, you can see them just by demeanor. You can kind of see the forward lean here from these players um, and not really a lean from, from these players way out here. And so again, we're gonna call the, the swing through 
in the race to our left pylon here uh, to steal some points. We've got that player there running the running the, the uh, about two yards deep into the end zone and just enough to hold that player uh, who could guard against the fake. And again, this player here, the holder, he's got an option to throw that football. Um, I teach him to keep it as long as he can uh, until someone forces him to, to throw the ball. Again, let athletes be athletes in space. Pretty easy two points. Um, this is one from this year. Uh, <laughs> we, we got called for a penalty on this, and, and this is really my fault as a coach. Um, we got called for an illegal procedure penalty here. Uh, our holder was in motion. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling the, the play from the sideline, right? I'm yelling out three, okay? We're going to attack pod three right here. We've got three over two. Um, I'm determining that this player here is is out of alignment, and he's not going to be able to make this play. We've got two on two here, and we've got a good, strong athlete here who's, who's ready to score. Uh, but, but this player is moving toward the line of scrimmage as he's calling out play as he's calling out three and uh our <clears throat> our our snapper here snaps it and we're, and we're called for an illegal procedure so you, know, you got some you got some failures too I'm, I'm not too proud to not put these in here either but you get a good look at what three looks like now, in terms of that snap, coach, how much how much practice does that take for your snappers? So that's a that's an everyday pre-practice, okay. coach. That's um, so you know most of your long snappers are your short snappers as well. Um, so they're you know they're working with the punters pre-practice, um, but then they're also working on on these things pre-practice as well. And then of course each week we will practice all of these plays. We'll practice one, two, three, and four uh, every week of the season. But uh, yeah, to answer your question directly, that's a, that's a pre-practice deal each day. And our kids are wondering, well, what the heck's going on? <laughs> but again, we get a pretty good look here. We didn't even do a great job. Uh, this player here in black, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good football player. Uh, he destroys this block here from, from one of our better guards in our program, um, unfortunately. But it was just, again, just enough uh, for us to get in. This 24 does a really nice job getting rid of a potential block, but it's, it's just too late based on their alignment uh, to, to stop us. Uh, here's another one. Um, again, this one's from when we kind of first started doing it. Uh, you can see they got five over four here, and they're sort of misaligned. Uh, they don't really know what to do. This was a program that we felt <clears throat> maybe wasn't going to prepare well for us. Um, we also, our kicker was, was injured for this game, so we thought, hey, what a nice opportunity for us to uh, employ these different fakes. So we'll get a couple clips from this game 
Uh, we were fortunate enough to, to score quite a few points in this one. Um, you can see the alignment here. These two players, again, we got a numbers advantage. Uh, we also have a really nice leverage advantage. They are, they're already in the end zone. Uh, they're not crowding the ball uh, in any way. Uh, so we get a nice little walk-in on this one here. All right, pretty, pretty easy score for us there. Again, you can see it from the end zone shot here. We got R3 on there too. Pretty easy. Um, one thing we also teach uh, that I didn't mention before, and, and you'll see it coming up. Uh, we're going to run four here, so we're going to we're going to race to the pylon on this one um, on any odd numbered pod play so so your one your three um 11 or 13 is what we call it if we incorporate motion um our linemen know that they can go downfield um but because both two and four have those those pass options to it um our linemen know that uh <clears throat> again our, our center guard and tackle they need to know that um, you can't go downfield on the even numbered plays Again, this is that uh, it's a big, strong kid. He's going to race to the pylon, and he and he sneaks it in there. This is a good look at it. Uh, they adjusted, right? So, so earlier in the game, we had scored on two. Uh, now they put four over our three, <laughs> giving us an advantage somewhere else, and uh, it was it was over to, to our right, uh, racing to the pylon here. So. These kids too, um, you know, they are they are offensive linemen. Most every program in the country will have a, a sprint out or rollout package, um, and that's essentially the the blocking scheme that they are incorporating here. Um, you know, not a great job keeping our feet here, but again, it's it's enough to get us in into the corner there. Now, this is another one where we're in pods, and um, we felt that this opponent was coming from our right rather than our left. Uh, we felt that they were going to come from this side, and so we're going to attack pressure with pressure. And we're going to run to the pylon on that side. Again, it puts this player in conflict. Am I going to attack the ball carrier, or am I going to cover this wing? We run in the end zone again, teach him the, the ball carrier to keep the ball until he feels as though he cannot score. Um, he sees an opening, good aggressive football player here. He's a free safety for us, good baseball player. And uh, he finishes the run aggressively into the end zone. We go, we got the, the end zone shot again, just telling, just looking at demeanor. We've got some forward lean here. We've got some players sort of back on their heels on this side. So we're going to attack pressure with pressure. Finish in the end zone. Great, great finish. And then those are some of those kickoff clips, Coach. Yeah. Well, that's some good stuff, Coach. Um, 
I, I got a couple more questions before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, you've had obviously you're adding motion. Have you have you considered any other? I mean, formation wise, anything else? Maybe to make the I, I got because I I've like nice thing about doing this podcast. I've seen a variety of these either on screen or off screen. Like I know the team we pl- played, um, they put all five linemen to one side and took the Z off so they could um, make the long snapper eligible. Yep. So, um, snapper we actually. So yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Go ahead. I interrupted you there. Um, okay. Yeah. Sort of, sort of your more traditional swinging gate type look. Um, we have done that. Uh, we practiced it a couple times. Um, we tried it. So our, our first game of the season, and this was this was a lot of humble pie for me. Um, our first game of the season during during the pandemic here uh, was on national TV, right? So. So Legacy High School, we played Century High School, um, which is where I went to high school, but it's also where uh, uh, Carson Wentz, the, the embattled quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Um, that's where he went to high school too. And um, so, you know, we got to play on national television. It was great. And um, we actually tried that, <clears throat> excuse me, after our first score, you had that sort of traditional swinging gate look. And... Uh, we, we did not succeed on that attempt, but it's definitely something that, that we looked at. Um, I called, I called for the ball to be snapped into the swinging gate. Um, in hindsight, if, if we were going to fake it and in my, in my conversation with the head coach, we decided that, you know, after our first score, um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And, um, in hindsight, we should have, you know, had the option should have called four, right? To to have our um, have our quarterback sort of roll out, and um, would they would they have noticed that our long snapper, who was also one of our running backs uh, in that game, uh, would they have noticed that he was eligible? I don't know. They're a very well coached team, but um, absolutely, that's that's something that we're going to toy with, and and we'll probably start to incorporate more uh, as teams get more and more used to um, to what we do in that in that pods look mm-hmm. all right and then my last question is um, how much do you guys mess with this in terms of like if, when you're going to attempt a field goal do you do you mess with this at all during that or is this just a PAT thing for you guys yeah great question this is just a PAT thing for us um, we we've we've talked a little bit about whether this would be something we try um, on a field goal attempt. Um, of course, those um, those fakes that you see, you know, where, where sort of the Charlie Brown swing through thing. Um, yeah, that's of course something we have at our disposal when we're kicking a field goal, right? Out of that traditional uh, field goal PAT formation there. Um, but no, we've not shown that on um, field goal attempts. Okay. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on and talking some um, special teams with me. Um, yeah. coach, Thanks for having me. No problem, Coach. Great. No problem at all. Um, coaches that are still listening or watching, um, one, his contact information will be below. On, follow him on Twitter. Uh, DM him. Uh, coach will get back to you. Coach will talk some special teams. Get some kickoff stuff he can talk to you about as well. Um, so don't, don't hesitate to follow him and reach out to him. Um, as always, like and subscribe helps people find not only this video, 
for the channel and everything else. For those who haven't seen stuff yet, it makes it just it helps everything keep going. Um, and then um, I think I have at least one after hint coach here. I think I have at least one more scheduled kick and cover podcast for this off season, and then we'll kind of uh, go from there. So. Uh, Coach, thank you again, and then every yeah. uh, that was another episode of the Kick and Cover podcast. Okay, and just and just to add on to that, Coach, I I know way less than than uh, <laughs> I need to learn, you know. So I I love sharing ideas. I love doing things that are uh, sort of out of the ordinary or non traditional. It makes it engaging for me. It makes it engaging for your players, and uh, you know that's what it's all about. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again, Coach.